WXDX FM, Pittsburgh. Break the wall! Break down the walls! Serena Williams may be the best women's tennis player of all time, but she embarrassed herself at the U.S. Open, and the media embarrassed itself in the way it was covered. Serena was penalized for receiving signals from her coach. So she exploded and got penalized again. This was just Serena's cover story because Naomi Naomi Osaka was kicking Serena's ass all over the court. But Serena made the most of her excuse, kicking up such a fuss that Osaka cried during the trophy presentation as Serena martyred herself even further. It was an ugly, entitled display by Serena Williams. She even invoked her daughter because, after all, Serena Williams invented motherhood. But the media made Serena the victim. The media said Serena didn't get her due respect, and men do that all the time and get away with it. It became a sexism thing and, to a lesser extent, a racism thing. But looking back at tennis history, John McEnroe was fined over 70 k for his various outbursts. Never mind losing a game on a conduct violation, McEnroe was actually defaulted at the Australian Open in 1990. So it doesn't sound like McEnroe got away with it. Serena Williams acted like an ass, period. Being a woman of color has nothing to do with anything. Serena Williams acted like an ass. And guess what, Serena? You just made the list! The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Cut on a name you could trust. Dial 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. The worst part was the moment was ruined for Osaka. She won her first major, and it was ruined, and she can never get that back, and that's on Serena Williams. And by the way, Serena's coach admitted to coaching her during the match, which is against the rules. You do that, you go to the box, two-minute, and you feel shame. When when that code violation was called, she was already getting killed, and the result of the match was a foregone conclusion. She made a mess of it to give herself an excuse and to get media focus off her getting her ass kicked. And it worked. It absolutely worked. 412-333-9939. Of course, I talked about that on Twitter. You're a racist. You're a sexist. Because you can never criticize a woman or someone of color or a woman of color without being accused of racism, sexism, whateverism. Like I said before, uh, that blogger, Jane Pitt, Virginia Martinez, her and some Twitter boob was, was, on, was on last night online saying that uh, there's not enough people of color and women in the Pittsburgh sports media, in particular on TV news and on sports talk radio, and that has to be corrected. You know, when you say that, you're saying that somebody like me should be fired to make room for somebody who won't be as good as me. And I do take that personally, and I think it sucks. Mind your own friggin' business. Hey, you can come up with somebody that's better than me, any sex, any color, go ahead and do it, but you can't because I'm the best ever in this town. If there was someone out there that's good, yeah, give him a job. 
But of course, these two dunderheads ignored that, you know, the fan has a woman on. They have a couple men of color on. In fact, three. Zeiss, Joss Taylor, Doran Dickerson. It, it just, stuff like that bothers me. Because now you're screwing with me. Now you're screwing my profession. And believe me, when I was at the Post-Gazette, I was one of the best writers there. I'm waiting for you to get your Steeler calls in, by the way, so we'll talk about something besides me. Because given chance, I will make it about me. If you get your Steeler calls in, we'll move to those in just a second. I was the Post-Gazette. And they promoted a Chinese writer, David Guo, Chinese-American, they took him off city side. He had never covered sports in his life. And they put him on hockey because they wanted to have a Chinese American covering hockey. He lasted about three weeks. That's why I'm sitting there with my thumb up my ass covering high school sports. Okay? I'm going to say the name Shelly Anderson. Covered hockey forever. Awful. Just awful. But she got to do it. And it wasn't because she was good at it. Okay, so don't go online and say, oh, let's get these old white men out of the way. Because you know what? When I was a young white man, they kept me out of the way long enough for the same cause. F that. F that. You wonder why I take it personal, because it's my life. Anyway, 412-333-9939. Serena's coach said, there's a rule, yes, but you don't screw a Grand Slam final and make it the drama the way it was. Yo, coach, your, your student made it made the drama. What the ump? It was your student. Anyway, Steelers, I've said my piece. Although we can talk about how much Pitt sucks, how much Narduzzi sucks. How about Pitt? You know, you know what I love? I love when Pitt fans say, what about when we beat Penn State two years ago? What about when we beat Clemson two years ago? What about when Miami was 10-0 and we beat them last year? Okay, what about when you lost three games to non-bowl teams last year? What about losing your last two games to Penn State by a cumulative score of 84-20? to What about that? You can't just be selective when you try to cover yourself in glory. You're either good or you're not. You're either getting there or you're not. Pitt's not good. Pitt's not getting there. Pitt's not good. Pitt's not getting there. And to give that Jamoke Narduzzi an extension through 2024 after last year when they went, what, 5-7? and seven? Oy, that is just unbelievable. You know what I still like? I still like the debates out there. Like, uh, Wiz Khalifa posted a video where he said the Steelers need to pay Le'Veon Bell. Uh, okay, I don't expect Wiz Khalifa to have understood the intricacies of the salary cap and the franchise tag. But there's no negotiating that is going on or can be going on. If you want to say the Steelers should have paid Bell, should have given home the long-term deal, okay, but that's past tense. They have to just live with the situation, both the Steelers and Bell. He comes in and gets the tag money, or he doesn't come in and doesn't get the tag money. That's just how it is. So don't say they should pay him. They tried. It wasn't enough. He didn't take it. I would have. I'd be in playing for the money under the tag right now. But don't say they need to pay him. They tried. And I respect him for turning it down because 
It's his life. It's his decision. You know what Lev should do? Lev should become a Pittsburgh sports radio talk show host. I mean, man of color, right? That's what you want, right? Fat white guys, get rid of them white, old fat white guys. I mean, that's ageism, but let's not worry about that. I always love when people will call attention to something about you that could impact you negatively, and they expect you to say, well, you're right. There's, there's, we, we, I need to not do this anymore. You're right. I mean, I'm really successful at it. I make a ton of money at it. People love to listen to me. The ratings are through the roof. But right is right and wrong is wrong, and I need to not do this anymore. Because somebody who's not even a real writer said so. Give me a break. Let's go to Jameson and Moon. Jameson, you're on with hey, Double M. How you doing? Good. Hey, uh, a couple points real quick about the Steelers. Um, one is, man, Justin Hunter sucks, in my opinion. I don't understand why Tomlin – he did the same thing with Juju last year where it was obvious Juju should have been playing, and he, he kind of made him earn his way even though he was definitely talented enough. Let, to let's, not, let's not forget, though, James Washington was hurt for a good portion of training camp, and it was an ab injury, which is a very tough thing to recover from. Fair enough, but do you agree that Justin Hunter sucks? Sucks is too strong a word. I would rather see James Washington in there ahead of him, health permitting, but I, I don't think that was a major factor in yesterday's game. Do you? Uh, he had six targets. He only caught one, and it felt like that Ben put the ball near him enough times. But, I mean, he could have made it. I, I just feel like that Washington is going to be a playmaker, even if he doesn't know the offense. I feel like he's kind of one of those guys that just will go up and get the ball for Ben. I think without without knowing how healthy Washington is or isn't, I can't be as critical as you. I, I get where you're coming from, and if I knew Washington was 100%, I'd be with you, but I, I don't know that. i, I got to take Jesse James to task for letting that ball go right through his hands for the interception. For A.B. Sure. running the wrong route. I'm not trying to deflect blame away from Ben, but it goes back to what I said at the top of the show. Yesterday's game was a stink sandwich, and everybody in black and gold needs to take a bite. No, I agree. The one, the one positive is T.J. Watt, they might have finally found uh, a guy that can really start to revamp that defense. They need to build a defense around him. Got to stay healthy. Got to stay healthy. And one thing I was impressed by, thank you for the call, T.J. Watt had that nutty stat line, right? 11 tackles, four sacks, uh, five, ta- five and a half tackles for losses, uh, blocked the friggin' field goal. And he still dropped back into coverage a lot and did a really good job. How'd Dupree play? Stat line wasn't great. You didn't notice a lot of them out there. 412-333-9939 is the Mark Madden Show. Steeler talk. You're not as mad as I thought you were. Or maybe you're so mad you just can't pick up the phone. You know, let me let me throw this out there. Can you see them going into a tailspin based on how bad they were yesterday? Their next three opponents all won yesterday and all put up points. Where does it go from here? And are you pessimistic about the Kansas City game, given that they won at L.A. and Mahomes played very well? 105.90X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, hey. It was good on, Mark. Hi. Super genius. It's a good buddy. Ask shit, folks. Ask your Woo! The X at 105.9. Where is the Steeler angst? I've been disappointed with the lack of Steeler angst today. They play Kansas City, who just beat the Chargers on Sunday at Heinz Field. There's every possibility a rough start could get rougher. 
Kansas City can score. 0 1 and 1 would be frightening. You just tied Cleveland. You just blew a 21 7 fourth quarter lead to Cleveland. Where's the angst? Or maybe part of you expects this season to not be so good. Monday Night Football tonight, doubleheader. That's two games too many as far as I'm concerned. L.A. Rams at Oakland Raiders. I hope the Rams kill Oakland. I hope Gruden is such a failure with the Raiders. Uh, Talking about the L.A. Chargers, a lot of people think they could win the AFC this year. They play in that soccer stadium, you know, temporarily. There were a lot of empty seats, and over half the crowd were Kansas City fans who traveled in for the game. There was a good reason L.A. didn't have an NFL team for many, many years. That's because L.A. really doesn't want NFL football. They just don't. And maybe the Rams will survive, but I bet the Chargers, I don't know if San Diego would want them back, but the Chargers moving somewhere in relatively short order would not surprise me at all. Let's go to Mark on the turnpike. Mark, you're on with Double M. What up, man? What up? To answer your question on one of the Steelers' angst is, I think the Penguin season, but that's not why I called. The reason I called is all these people want you old boys replaced in uh, sports talk radio. How about somebody goes out and they earn it and do the dirty work like you guys did 30, 40 years ago? Well, I agree, but, you know, that's not the way we politicize these days, and I understand that, but I'm not going to roll over. You know what? I always used to bitch when guys at the Post-Gazette would just stay there forever. Like, Gene Collier's been a columnist there since the 80s, and so has Ron Cook. And I used to, you know, complain when I was younger that they won't get out of the way. Well, now I won't get out of the way because nobody got out of the way for me. And if that means you don't get your chance, that's tough tookus because it it was 36 till I got a real chance. 36 and you did your old. homework. Yeah, I wrote for the North Hills Free Press for, for F's sake. I wrote for the Post-Gazette Zones. I was a part-timer for unspoken years. No, You're right, though. That's millennial, though. Everybody's entitled. No one wants to pay dues. Let's talk football, though. Let's go to Frank and Vandergriff. Frank, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Good. Yeah, I was just wondering, following up this Cleveland game, blowing that lead, do you think that it was more in the players' hands? I mean, obviously it was their fault. But do you think that Tomlin, his attitude, you know how he is, do you think that he had a factor in the attitude that was leading up to I, that I loss? think Tomlin has an attitude, has an effect on just the general malaise where the team can be so sloppy so often. But that yeah, said, the players the players are the ones out there who made mistakes. You know, the players yeah. turned it over six times, Ben five times. They took 12 penalties. What I don't like is the whipping off of the helmet and just the unnecessary nonsense. Getting two touchdowns called back on penalties on consecutive plays. You know, that that's just circus act stuff. Yeah, and it's just terrible. Do you think that... Uh... This is going to light a fire under Tomlin for next week, or you think he's going to no, be saying no? No, Mike, no. Mike, Mike Tomlin never thinks he's wrong. Mike Tomlin thinks he does things perfectly. Mike Tomlin is very satisfied with the way he has things set up, and no one above him will ever tell him otherwise. Let's go to James, where I wish I was right now, Las Vegas. James, you're on with Mark. FG, what up, my man? What up, man? Nothing, man. Happy Monday. Yeah, it's pretty hot here in Vegas. I wanted to talk to you about... 
What about this Ryan Switzer kid from North Carolina? We got him from Dallas. Man, he turned my head yesterday. He, 55 yards uh, receiving. He's a he's an elusive little SOB, isn't he? You know what? I wouldn't say he was a big difference maker in the game, but he played with kind of a reckless abandon, a fearless style. He, you know, return kicks. I like him. I, I think I, like he, I think he's better at returning kicks than what the alternatives would have been otherwise. Yeah, very good. I couldn't agree more, man. I kept on watching when we were all those punts in the first quarter, second quarter. And I was like, man, this guy's averaging like, geez, like eleven yards per eleven yards per receiving. I was like, man, and he ran, he ran with some grit. He reminds me almost like a kind of like a, an Edelman kind of guy. Well, let's let's not go overboard, but I he made a good first impression on me too. Let's go to Rick on the south side, Rick. What up, man? What up, man? So, you want some eggs? I, I'm looking at this schedule thinking that they could easily be 2-2-1, two and 1-3-1 two, two and one, one, three and one going into the bye. You know, you got the, the Buccaneers who look good yesterday. The Chiefs are really good. They're really good. So well, no, 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 no. The Chiefs have a really good offense. The, that's true with Tyree Kill and Kareem Hunt. But I think Mahomes is better than people will give him credit for. No, no, no. Well, like I said, good offense but their defense is rotten brah no i don't i don't disagree with you but yeah then you got the ravens coming into home division rivals anything can happen there i mean they could go this this season has the potential to be eight and eight written all or well the the steelers got to buckle down luke skywalker would have buckled down uh they need to get off to a lead like they did against cleveland but it took a while to get that lead and then they need to, to just you know keep the team at arm's length like the Connor fumble didn't allow them to do uh, yesterday. Like, for example, if they keep trying to catch up to Kansas City, they'll never catch all the way up. They never will because they got the pedal to the metal the Chiefs do. I think this season rides on Ben, for better or for worse. I mean, he's got to be better. I'm not saying anything people don't know. It's just it's a fact. And you're not saying anything he doesn't know either. Let's take one more. Let's go to uh, Anthony in Cleveland. Anthony, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Great. A number of things. One, uh, I'm a lifelong Steeler fan. I hate the Browns, even though I live in Cleveland. Uh, and I can tell you why I personally don't have any angst. Uh, well, I have some, but not as much as you would think. Uh, because, A, the Steelers aren't going to play that bad every week. Uh, and Let's also, hope not. No. And also, any long-term Steeler fan knows every year we have a clunker of a game. Last year was that debacle against the Bears. Uh, and this year came early, but... You're right, but that doesn't mean you embrace it or accept it because had they beaten the Bears, it would have had home field all the way through the playoffs. I agree, but it also means you don't think the wheels are falling off after one week. I don't love it. I mean, that's that's a sign of terrible coaching. I don't think anybody thinks the wheels are falling off. No, no, and and I'm not a huge fan of that. Would you at least agree that, that the sloppiness makes you think that it could go from bad to worse very easily? Yes. You know, you make an excellent point, and... Every same thing happens every year. You go through a stretch where you're like, okay, it's getting bad. And then they do the opposite. They, they win a string of games that maybe they don't have any business winning. Like the year they went to the Super Bowl, they had to almost win out. They had to beat the Chicago. That's the game where, where Bettis ran over Erlocker. But I was giving up. I'm like, okay, well, we might as well lose out so we draft higher, even though I hate <laughs> that concept. But then they go on this this run where they're a six seed and they're beating everyone that steps up. So they're just as likely to get hot and turn it around yeah, as they oh, are okay, to have another clunker. Here's the one problem with that, and thank you for the call. That's a good call. But here's the one problem. This team needs, at the very least, the bye to have a chance at winning the Super Bowl. 
If they have to play in the wild card round, they will not win the Super Bowl. Just will not. They need to get the first round by and get at least one home game to have a chance at making the Super Bowl. And I know that didn't serve them well last year, but it's still what they need. 105.90X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, what's up? In and out like the psychotic version of the hokey pokey. Mark, you are a super genius. I know. The X at 105.9. The Chiefs are going to be a handful. We'll talk about them a lot as the week goes on, but uh, Tyree Kill had three total touchdowns. 91-yard punt return, 58-yard slant pass, one-yard pass, total receiving yards of 169 yards, and he might be the fastest player in the league. That slant pass, he just grabs the ball and goes. Bang. Out of there. Amazing player. Who's going to cover him? Who's going to cover him? Artie Burns with ripping the helmet off? Who's going to cover Tyree Kill, especially... If Joe Hayden can't play, I'm not sure Hayden at this point in his career is going to cover Tyree Kill, but at least didn't know what to do. Hayden, of course, left yesterday's game with a hamstring, had an MRI today, no word on his status, but uh, Cam Sutton told the media he's preparing as if he's starting for whatever that might be worth. I hate the first night of Monday Night Football. I hate that doubleheader. I just hate it. One game's enough. Now I've got twice as much football to ignore on a Monday night so I can watch Better Call Saul. A lot of criticism from various analysts saying Bud Dupree ran too wide and too far, ran past Taylor. Well, yeah, because there's film on Dupree, and he rushes wide and far, Every time. What he really does is he plays the run on the way to rushing the passer, which is a nice way of saying he doesn't play the run at all. He just rushes the passer. And all Tyrod Taylor had to do was step up a little bit, and he was out of harm's way when it came to Dupree. Now, there was no avoiding T.J. Watt. I just don't think Bud Dupree is a very good football player. I don't think he adjusts on the fly. I think he does the same thing by rote every time. I think one reason for flip-flopping the linebackers, their sides, the outside guys, was to try to get Dupree away from doing it by rote. But so far, so bad. Let's go to Frank in Bethel Park. Frank, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. Just a quick question. Why do we have a lead and always give it up in the fourth quarter with a pre-bent defense? What, do you, what, what would you do in that I don't know. That, well, I would have Connor not fumble. Okay. If Connor doesn't fumble, they win the game. All right? I agree. I agree. Okay. Now, when they went, when the Browns went 57 yards on two plays, that was because Hayden was hurt and Cam Sutton went in and they sent Jarvis Landry after him and Jarvis Landry made a few marvelous plays. But you can. One marvelous play anyway. But you can name all the names, but this has been a Steeler MO for the last several years. Yeah. Uh, does it matter why? I mean, I don't know what I'd do to to stop it. I'd get better defensive players, but it's too late for that. Agreed. I, I mean, you can't shine excrement. And the Steelers <laughs> have tried to do that on defense far too often, 
and they're still doing it. Guys like like Bostic and uh, a, a whole host of DBs, none of whom are really are good enough. Whether it's young okay. guys, underachievers, whatever, that just that's just how they do. I agree. All right, thank you much. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Mark on the Turnpike. Mark, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. I don't know if you've moved on, but regarding the um, angst comment, you made a comment earlier in the week after AB made that tweet about physical, you know, hurting a guy's jaw. I don't know if you remember that comment, but you said yeah, something yeah, along the yeah, lines. Yeah, he was going to he was going to punch the writer. Hey, do you remember what you said right after that? I don't, but I'm sure it's something that you're going to use to turn against me. But go ahead. No, no, no. I'm on your side, man. This is the least likable version of the Steelers. Oh, I've, I've literally been saying that for three or four years. This, this is the least likable version of the Steelers I've ever encountered. Who do you, who do you root for? And, and, and I'll, I'll go one step further. The average Yins or sports fan won't embrace the Hall of Fame quarterback they have. For some reason, well, be, you know, that. that's because he's perceived to have done some things no. earlier in his career that were unlikable. Hall of Famer, you got it. Root for it, embrace it, like it. Instead, you, you see what you get. It's the least likable version, and, and I think the fans are on the verge of just you know letting go a little bit. That, that's what I think. I don't know. I'll, I'll hang up and let you finish, but that's my opinion. Uh, no, I don't think they're letting go. I think I think some of the guys who are the biggest jagoffs they support the most. By the way, I was wrong about something. Uh, Higgins made the big play. Uh, at the, 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 I guess it was 55 yards in two plays. He caught a pass for 38. He beat Cam Sutton. Then Josh Gordon caught the touchdown. That said, uh, Jarvis Landry made some marvelous plays yesterday during the game. Let's go to John and Butler. John, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, big fan, big fan. Thank you very little. That uh, James Conner kid, uh, uh, he, he seemed to have done pretty good, even against Cleveland. But, he, I mean, Bell's got to see. He, he's a running back. He knows what Conner looks like. I, I, you know, I, unless his ego is just out of control, you know, he's like, oh, that kid will, you know, as soon as I get back. James Conner's a traditional running back. I don't get pissed because I said traditional, but he's just a – I think he's a better running no, back. No, no, James Conner, you're typecasting him. I was amazed by his acceleration through the hole yesterday. Uh, his body shaping, his loss of weight, his gain of muscle has given him a much bigger and better burst than, than I witnessed from James Conner dating back to his days at Pitt. So I give him full credit for the game he played yesterday, but if he doesn't fumble, they win the game. And that doesn't oh, mean yeah, he's a jerk. It doesn't mean he blew it. It doesn't mean he's a bum. It doesn't negate everything he did. It doesn't mean he shouldn't keep playing in Bell's absence. It just means if he doesn't fumble, they win the game. Exactly. I think he's a. I think he is just a better running back. He's faster than Bell ever has. Bell's not a fast running back. Twenty-five yards, thirty yards. I mean, come on. Uh, is is on Bell a? Um, Willie uh, Willie Parker two three years real good no, and then done. No, no, Le'Veon Bell's a great back. I mean, I put it this way: I can't stand the friggin' guy, and I'm willing to say he's a great back. He's one of the top three in the league, no question. And I can't stand him, and he's a great back. Let's go to Big Al in the car. Big Al, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, enjoying the show. Thanks. Um, Ben was holding the ball a lot longer than he had in the past. And do you think that's just a play calling or not having 
Belvers. Okay, your phone's fading. Thank you for the call. Uh, I thought Ben was trying to extend plays too often and too long. And I think that was mostly because they think Cleveland stinks and thought they could get away with it. I think any number of things where the Steelers came up short uh, were a result of that. And I think some of their tantrums, like the Artie Burns thing, were because they couldn't believe Cleveland was hanging in there. I think that frustrated the Steelers. Let's go to Joe on the road. Joe. Hey, what up, man? What up, Joe? Not hey, so do you think that, you know, the fourth quarter, about seven, what have you, when the fumble happened, uh, do you feel we're, we're playing conservative? Instead no, of not at, not, no, not at all. Yeah. Bro, Bro, there's eight minutes left. You're up by 14. Run the ball. Just don't fumble. Uh, I just wish they would put the pedal to the metal more. It was a friggin' monsoon. Well, I gotcha. But I feel like they play conservative whenever they get ahead. They often do, but 21-7 against Cleveland in a monsoon, run the ball, just don't fumble. Let's go to Steve in the car. Steve, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. Um, I uh, wanted to touch on this. I heard a really good monologue by Colin Coward earlier today on his show where he was talking about just how just roller coaster up and down the Steelers are and like yesterday I mean, it's like a microcosm of really what we were talking about the past. You're, you're right. In many ways, yesterday was a microcosm of the Steelers. That's a good way of putting it, and I'm not surprised Colin Coward said it. Yeah, I mean, it's just because he was talking about when the Steelers scored, I think their second or third touchdown, and there were two penalties that negated the, the, the two touchdowns, and everyone's like all bummed out, and then they score the touchdown in the end, no flags. It's just like, I, I can't take it anymore. And then there's a Le'Veon Bell drama, and it's just like, I don't know. Well, I think it's a roller coaster of love. Say what? <laughs> Your love is like a roller coaster, baby, baby. I want to ride. You want to ride? Let's go to Greg in Fox Chapel. Greg. Mark, how you doing? Good, terrific. Uh, you keep saying that if uh, Carter doesn't fumble, the Steelers win the game. Right. I say if he doesn't rush for 140 yards and has two touchdowns. Yeah, but he's supposed to do that. Okay, well then let's go back to your boy Big Ben. Ben Oh, my boy Big Ben. You know what what I've said? Shut up. Shut up, Fox Chapel punk. Go get your butler to drive you home. I've said all day his play was terrible. All day that his play was terrible. It's just that if Connor doesn't fumble, they win the game. And your boy Ben, I'll slap that taste out of your Fox Chapel mouth, bitch. They have to say they win the game. Were you talking all the time I had you on hold? Four turnovers. Yeah, I know. Actually, it was five. Your boy Ben. Your boy Ben. Your boy Ben. The guy with two rings. No he, blame on the guy. Ben the guy. Ben. The guy with two rings. The guy who's holding the crappy guys. You're not going to win with above water. He was terrible yesterday, but he's the only hope they got. The guy with two rings at the head of the no ring mafia. You don't win with Bell. You don't win with Brian. You don't win with Juju. You won with Ben. You're an ungrateful Fox Chapel prick. Goodbye. How many times do I have to say Ben played bad before you hear me say it? Idiots. Time not to ask Mark anything. That's always fun. Can I say the P word? Was that okay, Bob? Did we bleep it? Okay. Add the hell with it. 412-333-99. I might get chewed out. I've been chewed out before. I'd take that deal. Damn good deal. Time not to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX. All you do is dial that number and you ask Mark anything. 105.9. Prince.
now the super genius, Mark Madden. And he'd drink, smoke pot, figured if he showed up at rehab wrecked, it gave him a better shot at getting most improved. The X at 105.9. Time not to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX. Everybody's mad because I think the Connor fumble was the turning point. I think Colin Dunlap said that this morning on his show, too. But, you know, he beat cancer and he played for Pitt, so he can't be criticized. Easy to criticize Ben. He's an aging white quarterback. You can criticize because he's old, because he's white, because he's the quarterback. That's easy. He's a smorgasbord. Somebody finally got it. I, I referenced this in my monologue about Pat Narduzzi, and it's the headline for my blog about Pat Narduzzi. I said that Penn State beat Pitt 51-6 to with no Vaseline. And Tom just tweeted, beautiful ice cube reference. you got to admit, my, my tastes are eclectic and diverse. Ask Mark Anything brought to you by Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house. Be sure to check out Chapino in the strip. Let's go to Tony in the car. Tony, ask Mark Anything. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark, I was curious why you got rid of the Into the Arena segment. I, I didn't get rid of it. I just changed the song. I changed it to Sick Again by Zeppelin. Now it's Fairies Wear Boots by Black Sabbath. Oh, okay. I guess I just like the other song. I like how you Well, you can, you, can, you can get that on any number of Michael Schenker Group CDs or download it online. That's Into the Arena by the Michael Schenker Group. Let's go to Joe in Monroeville. Joe, ask Mark anything. Hey Mark, do you still have do you still have your tickets to Queen in Vegas? Uh, yeah, for Friday show. Why? Want to buy them? Uh, damn, I I do, but I'm actually no. Nah, I'm going to be flying back Friday morning. Shoot. Okay, extend Sorry, your trip. Buddy. Extend your trip. I'll give you tickets for half price. Will you really? Yep. Call me back tomorrow. I will. I definitely will, buddy. Call me back tomorrow. And they're great tickets, like fifth row. Oh, there's only one, though. Ah, that guy won't know that till I have his money. I'll, here's what I'll do. I'll charge him half, but I'll charge him for two tickets. Please line open, 412-333-9930. Oh, i got to read this Colin Coward quote. We're going to try to get Colin sound from today's show to play tomorrow and try to get Colin on. Colin's very busy. Seriously, he is. He, like, does so many different jobs. But he said today, quote, being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan is the world's greatest roller coaster. Le'Veon Bell's holdout isn't the issue. This culture they've created that's all over the map is the issue. Unquote. And that's right on the money, and it goes to show it's not just me. It's not just me talking about the lack of discipline and the lack of focus and the shenanigans and the helicopters and the Fortnite and all that crap. It's a culture that's all over the map. Let's go to Nick in Bridgeville. Nick, ask Mark anything. Yeah, Mark, you uh, before you went to break, you quoted Inglorious Bastards there. And with yes, that I did. being said, I just want to ask, what is your favorite Quentin Tarantino movie? I have trouble even remembering all of them. Uh, I really like Inglorious Bastards. I really like Django. Yeah, I'd say that one's probably my favorite. The, the problem with, like, I've seen... Pulp Fiction or parts of it so many times 
that, you know, I'm, I've almost turned on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I really like the Reservoir Dogs because I don't think Tarantino's ever had a better cast than for Reservoir Dogs. Uh, I would also agree with that. Let me ask you this. Did you like Inglorious Bastards? I did, yes. Would you have liked it better like I would have if a different actor had played uh, Aldo the Apache than Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt's too ubiquitous to be in a Quentin yeah, Tarantino movie. Yeah, like, you just see Brad Pitt. You don't see the character itself. Almost. You know who was great was Ryan from The Office is the little man. Yeah, I, yeah, he was awesome. I could picture Ryan from The Office actually being in The Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. And then at the end, scalping Mindy Kaling. <laughs> yeah, probably. Thanks to the call. You know, I finally saw the last episode of The Office. Ryan abandons his baby to run off with Mindy Kaling, or whatever her name was. and He abandons his baby. I don't know why, but that's really funny. Oh, you know what else was really good was Jackie Brown. That was really good. De Niro was good in Jackie Brown. Uh, I didn't like either of the Kill Bills. I understood what he was going for with the first one with the, uh, you know, the samurai kung fu homage slash parody, but it just was too much. Although I had such a crush on Gogo Yabari. I love Gogo Yabari. Let's go to... Uh, Slow ride and harmony. Slow ride, take it easy. You're on 105.9. Hey, what's up, Mark? What's up? Hey, that Purge series you were talking about started on TV. What, do you know what city that took place in? The, the TV series? Yeah. No, I don't, but I, I think it's New York. Okay. You, you, okay. Know, you know why? Because you know the guy who's trying to find his sister? I haven't seen it yet. Okay, there's a guy trying to find his sister who wants to sacrifice herself to the purge as part of a cult, right? Right, of course. And, and the reference is made that their parents were killed at the first purge, which was held in Staten Island. So, uh, so that that would lead me to believe this this purge is set somewhere around or in New York. Let's go to Donald in Cannonsburg. Donald, ask Mark anything. What up, man? What up, man? Hey, in honor of the episode, new episode tonight, who is your favorite character on Better Call Saul, and what is your favorite storyline? Oh, I, that's easy. My favorite character is Jimmy McGill, and the best storyline is his transition from Jimmy McGill to Saul Goodman. I kind of agree. Um, I like Mike's background um, and what you know what made him. Yeah, but the thing about is. Mike is, I, I like Mike's background. I like the stuff he's doing now with Fring, but Gus. I mean, Mike is kind of a gangster now, right? Yeah. And we've seen a lot of gangster stuff on TV, haven't we? I agree. I just I like more of the um, knowing, you know what I mean, what made him that, not really the gangster stuff. Let me ask you this, too. So in the last episode, when Kim is now taking on um, the kind of, you know, the more, more common person delinquent, do you think she, that's she wants to, she wants to She wants to fail at Mesa Verde. She's scared of the success for Mesa Verde. Yeah, I could see that. Thanks for the call. Uh, the guy who's the showrunner for the Purge TV series, the show's being shot in New Orleans, but the actual city is an unspecified American city that should be relatable to anyone that lives in a small to medium-sized American city. Let's go to Jim in Washington. Jim, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Good. Hey, sorry you couldn't make to Vegas. I hope your health's all right. But I uh, wanted to ask you, have you ever eaten at Batista's Hole in the Wall? In oh, Vegas? yeah, many times. It's awesome. Great place, huh? Yeah. It's, I, I've... I've been in there eight to ten times. Uh, the first time I ever went to Vegas, that's the first place I ate. 
Absolutely. And yeah. I also wanted to compliment you. i got to say you're the best hockey town in Pittsburgh by a mile. That's, tell me something that's, that's harder to be because I'm the best at everything. Thank you. Yeah, Batista's on the wall. I've eaten there eight or ten times, and I've never ordered the same thing twice, and it's all great. That place is so Italian. Like, you, you walk out of these, you, you sweat minestrone. One more. Let's go to Jeff and Ross Township. Jeff, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, what up? Listen up. Hey, listen, i got to thank you first for introducing me to Greta Van Fleet. I'm 61 years old, and you had the interview. I think it was either Josh or Jake. It was and, Jake. And I, okay, Jake, and, and their music just blows me away. And, I'm, and I want to know, do you know when their album is going to come out? Uh, I think it's in the spring, but I'm not sure. Okay, because they were saying like like late summer, I'm, and I'm looking. Hold for on, it. maybe it's, it's October. Hold on, let me let me look this up real quick because now I want to know. Yeah. Okay, uh, it says here Octo- you... it says here October nineteenth. Oh, fantastic! Are are you a? It's a, called a Anthem of the Peaceful of Army. I hope they don't get too hippy dippy. Right, right. Uh, are are you, you a big fan of theirs? Do, oh do my God, I'm a huge fan. It, oh, fantastic. I love the I, music, I love it. and it's so great to see kids between the ages of 18 and 21 doing what they're doing. I envy them so much. They they are making tre- tremendous music. They're rock stars. I don't know how much money they're going to make. I'm sure they're doing okay, but it's not like, you know, when the Eagles would release an album, each guy would get like $4 million. And they're screwing their way across America. And if they're not, I'm very disappointed in them because very few people have the chance to do that. They definitely do. Today was okay, I guess. If not, I'll do it again tomorrow. Health permitting. Good talk. See you out there. 105.9.